All right, Lakers, Lakers and Nanyo. Well, we're the gas cast, but, like, it's just Gabe and Zach on a cast. We just, like, a cast of characters. Hey, welcome back to the girls. Um, Gabe, Z-Bone on the other end. Zach, so we are going to talk some NBA semifinals. So all the series are done currently, except for the Mavs uh, Clippers series. I think that is today. Their last game is today, correct, right? Yeah. Am I right on that? Or no, Sweet. Not the last game. Well, not their last six, game, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, game six is uh, today. Um, we we talked about this in the last episode. I think that we both think that the Mavs will pull it out. I believe that they will. Do you? Yeah, I think they'll, think I think they'll win in seven. Okay. Um, I'm saying Mavs in five. He thinks uh, – I mean, Mavs in six. He thinks in seven. So, um, we will talk about that. If the Mavs do end up facing Utah, what do you think will happen? Do you think that Luka will be able to carry this team over into the conference finals? Or is that the end of the Cinderella ride for the Mavericks? Um, this one, this one's tough. I can look at it a lot of ways. Um, I think I would pick the jazz. I think I'd pick the jazz just based on the fact that the Mavericks can't play defense. And there's so many guys on the jazz that can score the basketball. And it seems like whenever you take out Luca and you have your bench guys in and they have their bench guys in their bench guys are going to be able to score more. So I think unless Luca is just, you know, seven, eight, nine points better all the time he's on the court, then I think the Jazz can win it. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, one thing about the Jazz, well, one thing about the Jazz that is impressive is the guys, the amount of guys that actually get minutes. Um, they have nine guys in the last series. Um, they had nine guys that were actually getting like considerable minutes. Uh, Gorgie Jane, or yeah, Gorgie Yang Jane, uh, he's scoring like six points per game, getting about 55, 55 minutes in what five games? So was that ten minutes? 11, ten minutes a game, yeah. eleven minutes a game, a uh, decent decent amount of time. But most guys are playing. Everybody above him, their favorite sixty three above him is uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell played ninety minutes, scored obviously the most amount of points for the Jazz, but they have a consistent rotation of Mitchell, Conley, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, Gobert, Royce O'Neal, Joe, uh, Joe Ingles. Like those guys are going to get consistent minutes and they're going to play very well. And Mike, for the Mavs, what's up? Mike Conley is hurt. He hurt his is hamstring. He? Yeah, yeah. I'm not did. sure it's how mild it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something to factor in a little bit. Indeed. He has a mild, uh, a mild hamstring strain. So they'll probably rest him the first couple of games. If things aren't going well, they'll likely bring him back. But if they are, which I think that they will be able to uh, play fine because Clarkson, he can just pick up the scoring. Um, Bogdanovich, he can pick up the um, the assisting. Bogdanovich and Ingles, they can move the ball. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's not really much of a ball distributor or playmaker. Um, but Quinn Snyder has a great system. And, yeah, I think them versus the Clippers or the Mavs, I think that they win, but especially so versus the Mavs because 
as a team, I don't think that the Mavs will be able to bring it. Luca may be able to bring it, but on the inside, if he goes inside, Rudy Gobert will be there. Yeah. He will yeah. be there. And how good do you think Luca will shoot it from deep? Now, in the Clippers series, he shot like 43% from three. But in the regular season, I think he shot like 34, 36. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think that they have enough to get over the hump. That is the Utah Jazz. What is uh, – who do you think is going to be the main defender on Luka? Um, I would say likely likely Bogdanovich or uh, Royce O'Neal. It just depends on who's starting, who they start. I guess if they move Conley out, move him to – well, if he doesn't play, they'll likely put in uh, Royce O'Neal. So I'd say Royce O'Neal. Uh, Royce started – Royce was – he at least started the game – the Grizzly game I went to was game three. He started that game. So I don't know if yeah. that was – I think he, he he may already be. I don't think they're like – favors is 100% coming off the bench. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just – I, I think I think that that's, like, the most interesting part. It's like, yes, Rudy Gobert is going to make it tough on Luka, and I think the other guys are going to be good to help. But, like, the main defender, you don't really have a guy that's going to, like, extremely slow him down. So that would, that would worry me if I was a Jazz fan. But I do think – I think they have enough offensively to make up for it. Indeed, indeed. Um, I think, yeah, on the offensive end, as far as scoring points, they have multiple guys that can get to 15-plus points a game. And then for Luka, he scored a lot of his points on the inside versus the Clippers. Like I said, I mean, he yeah. did shoot amazing from three. Uh, he's shooting amazingly from three so far at least. But um, he scores a lot of his points on the inside. And with Rudy Gobert in there, it ain't going to be as easy, I promise. Now, I, I, will, I will throw this out there. They, Luka had a bunch of his threes on Zubak. They got a lot of switches yeah. on that. So look for them to try to get Rudy Gobert out of the three-point line. And that helps, helps them. He, he'll be able to score on Rudy from there. And also, the other guys want to deal with Rudy down there. So that is, that is two part. But I – where the Clippers didn't make many adjustments, I think the Jazz will figure out how to defend that, how to keep Rudy in the paint. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next Western Conference series. So Denver will be facing Phoenix. How are we feeling about this one? So Phoenix is dealing with a shoulder injury to Chris Paul. Um, he's still playing decently well. Um, not as good as he would be playing if he was dealing with no injuries, but this is literally Chris Paul get injured time. This is when his body seems to fail on him. Um, but on the other side for Denver, they're missing their supplemental superstar in Jamal Murray. Now, obviously, they were able to get past Portland, but Portland does not play defense. Phoenix seems to play defense pretty hard. Uh, Jay Crowder gets after it, D-Book. Not sure how great of a defender he is, but I think that he tries. Chris Paul, he definitely tries hard. Um, Aiden, he's nice on the inside. Uh, how, how are we feeling the series turning out for Denver versus Phoenix? I, I think Chris Paul is not healthy. I think he won't ever get healthy with playoffs. And I, I don't think D-Book can just play out of his mind every game. I, I like Denver. I really do. I know I know 
when the second Jamal Murray got injured, I said, hey, it's done. Like, I, I didn't think that team had much upside. But when I look at it again, I'm like, hold up. MBJ, he's playing better. Monte Morris is playing his ass off. Now, I know it's against Trailblazers, but he is. And you got guys who have experience there. I mean, Aaron Gordon hasn't been great for them. But he's still there. And Jokic is just that good. Like, he really is to where, like, in that Lakers series, Devin Booker played like the best player, right? And I don't think he'll be the best player in this series. And I'm a, I'll take I'll take Jokic. And I think I think the Nuggets have some like chance to make the finals, which is just weird to say because it's like they didn't get there when they had Jamal Murray, but they might get there without Jamal Murray. It sounds stupid, but like let the Jazz. Or the Mavericks play the Nuggets. You're like, hold up, wait a minute. Is that team gonna beat Jokic? I don't know. I like Denver, and I think it's, I think it's really, I think it's like Denver and six, maybe even seven. I think it'll be a hard, hard fought series. But I, I'm, a, I'm a lean with Denver. Interesting. Um, I, I'm definitely going with Phoenix. Um, I think Jokic will be the best player on the floor. Um, the next line of guys. Let's see. I would go – if I had to do a line of who I think is best, Jokic number one, D-Book number two, Michael Porter number three. But then I think the next couple of guys has to go to Phoenix with um, Payne as well as he's been playing, Jay Crowder, Chris Paul, um, as well as Mikael Bridges. Bridges is really – oh, yeah, and obviously Aiden. Aiden has been eating – um, I'm not sure how well Jokic will be able to guard Aiden. Now, granted, in the last series versus the Lakers, Aiden shot 80% from the field, scored 15 points per game, and they were all literally just open dunks, open dunks and lobs. I don't think he sweat for a point versus the Lakers. Um, how good will Jokic be able to guard him? Uh, Jokic is not one of the premier defenders. Um, but will he be able to make Aiden, Aiden work for his points? I'll be yet to see. Mikael Bridges, he is a really good defender. He'll be on uh, – him and Jay Crowder will be on MPJ. I think that they'll be able to do enough to disrupt him. Now, MPJ plays like KD Jr. Now, if MPJ can get to his spots, get his, get his shots off, he'll do great. He cannot have games like he did against Portland where he wouldn't score yeah. but like 14 points. He He – Literally cannot do that against this team or else it might be Phoenix in six again. But I will take – I'll still take Phoenix in six. I think that Jokic is good enough to get them at least two games. Um, that team, they're another team that plays well together. They know their pecking order. They're just missing their star. So, I guess uh, in retrospect, if they had Jamal Murray, they could easily be in the finals. I think I think they 100% would. I I if if you just threw Jamal Murray on this basketball team, you're like, hey, y'all get Jamal Murray. It's done. Like <laughs> the Suns aren't touching them. Like I really like because we're talking like how how it happened last year was that first round was hey, Donovan Mitchell went off, but Jamal Murray went off with him. So like 
even if Devin Booker went off, Jamal would have like combated that and it wouldn't even be close. But dude, I don't, I don't know, man. Here's what, here's, here's how I look at it. So playing Portland is the best warm-up series to any other basketball team. Cause it, it just gives you, it gives you so much confidence on offense. It makes you work really hard on defense, but you're just able to, you're able to get your scoring done. You have to guard really good players. Then you beat them. You're like, hold up. We're this team. And you go play a similar team. Yes, their their offense is not as good. Their defense is much better. But they they still play similarly. You you got to guard the threes of both teams. Maybe they didn't do a great job of guarding the Trailblazers from three. But I think I think you can look at it and be like, oh, okay, we couldn't guard this guy. We couldn't guard this guy. But like, we can figure out how to stop Jay Crowder from the open threes. We can figure out how to stop campaign from killing us. So. I don't think campaign goes crazy, which I think that's a big reason why the Lakers lost was, yes, Chris Chris Paul, like, was – he went down. But the fact that they had this dude then who was better offensively than Chris Paul when he was out there. So, ever Chris Paul was missing minutes, it was like this dude's just scoring on us. And when Chris Paul came in the game, he was a leader. So, it's either got to be Chris Paul's got to be healthy or campaign's got to be the same dude he was last series. Do I think those things happen? Probably not. That's why I would lean Nuggets. But if, if campaign comes out and plays like that again, it's, it's going to be tough for them to, to win. Indeed, indeed. Um, so we're – yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving on to the east, Philly, Atlanta. Um, Philly it's without Embiid. For how long? We don't know. He could come back this series. He could be out for the playoffs. If he does come back this series, I predict that he'll come back around like game three-ish because um, they're going to try to rest him, give him as much you know recovery time as they possibly can. Um, and if he does come back and if he is 80% in bead, I think that Philly wins. I still think that this series goes to six because I believe that Philly has the defenders to throw at a Trey Young and a Bogdanovich. And Ben Simmons is six foot ten. My uh what is it? Matisse Thibel. He's like yep. six eight and he's an elite defender. Uh Tobias Harris, he is also six eight and he is also a really good defender. So I think that they have the guys to throw at the Atlanta guards. Um Dwight Howard will probably step into the starting role at center. Uh, he'll be basically – I think that he can nullify what Clint Capella is doing on the inside. Um, and then Seth Curry. The question would be the scoring for the Sixers. I think Seth Curry can put up buckets, and Tobias Harris was already leading the Sixers in scoring. The only problem is they'll just be missing the juggernaut that is Joel Embiid on the inside. So what are we looking at for this series? For I just gave the case for Philly. Because I think that I think that Philly still wins this series uh, without Embiid, way harder, way harder. It probably goes six seven, um, but I think that they still have the recipe to be able to beat this Atlanta Hawks team. They got the defense, and they still can score. Yeah, I I would take Philly, and I don't think Embiid plays. I don't think Embiid plays the whole series. I think 
I think it's going to be close at some points. It's going to be, be some really tight games. I, here's the thing. Atlanta is better than what Washington was, but not like that much better. And I think they figured they figured something out in the last game. They figured out how to play, figured out how to score. Atlanta is not not very good defensively either. I think I think they're okay to score. If this was like an elite defensive team they're playing, I would say, yeah, they probably won't be able to score on them. But I think I think they figured it out. And maybe Embiid comes back for one game. Like if it if it gets to a game six or a game seven, Embiid could come back. But I'll I'll probably take I'll take Philly and six. I'll take Philly and six. I don't I don't feel like that confident about it, but I I just don't think Atlanta has enough to go to the conference finals. I know it would be it would be it's much it's a much easier path, but I just still don't I just don't see it happening. That would be the most surprising uh, win for me if Atlanta ends up beating Philly because I could see a road in which the Clippers or Dallas actually Clippers or Dallas beating Utah that would be the most surprising but I don't think that's going to happen um, I can see Denver Phoenix going either way I could see Milwaukee Brooklyn going uh, either way even though I favor uh, the Nets obviously but uh, if Atlanta was to beat Philly that would be very very surprising to me like I said I gave all the reasons why Philly could beat Atlanta. Um, Atlanta, they, they do run deep. They can score a lot, but they can't really defend. Um, I do think that they are – I think they're tremendously better than the Washington Wizards in which, like, the Washington Wizards, they probably have would, – would have had the two best players on the court, but then the rest of them sucked, every single one of them. <laughs> Philly – Atlanta would have every single other player the rest of the way down. Um, Trey Young – if he can still do what he did against New York, against these Philly guards, that's, that's different. That is yeah. That would move him a lot higher. Uh, wherever I have him in my idea of how good the guards are or whatever, that would move him a few spots higher, definitely. <laughs> um, in, my, in my imaginary list, he would go up a yeah. little bit. <laughs> he, would, he, would, he would go up a few spots, man. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with this series, man. Um, I think it'll be a series of adjustments. I think that we might see a couple of, like, blowouts. Like, one team blowouts the other team. We'll say uh, Philly comes in, plays great defense on uh, Trey Young and Bogdanovich, and they get nothing, and they blow them out first game. Cool. I think Atlanta comes back, readjusts, figures it out, and then they might blow out Philly. So I think that this game will definitely have a lot of competitive games, but it it just might be a series of adjustments. Yeah, it, I, I'm I'm with that on like the. I think there will be a lot of there. It'll be a close series, but it won't be a close series. Yeah, like it's like when Philly wins, they're kind of dominant, and when Atlanta yeah. wins, they score a bunch of points. And if that night coincides with Philly not hitting their threes, yeah, it, it could easily be 20-point loss one way, 20-point loss next next game. Like just go back and forth kind of like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay, so we're both rolling with Philly. I say Philly in – no Embiid, I'll say Philly in seven. They'll get – yeah, they're really good at home. Like I don't think that they'll lose a home game. Yeah, I got I I got Philly and six. Philly and six. All right. 
Uh, moving on, last series of the semifinals, Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. Now, we talked about this in the last episode. Milwaukee, yeah. they have guys that can kind of match up with the Brooklyn Nets, big three. Yep. Um, they have Giannis, Giannis versus KD. Obviously, neither one of them are getting stopped. Brooklyn doesn't have anything to stop Giannis on the inside. All that they can do is lay off of him and hope that he shoots one, but hope that he's not making his shots, number two. Um, that's all they can do first is Giannis. Obviously, for Milwaukee, they're not going to stop KD. He's going to average 30 points. Um, but Drew Holiday, Milwaukee has Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is the ultimate guard nullifier. We saw what he did to Dame a few years ago. Granted, they were running all kinds of traps at Dame because they, I mean, Trailblazers didn't have really much else. CJ was doing okay, but Drew Holiday was the main guy. Um, he's known around the league as the best defender. So I think him on Harden, that'll be a chess match. Will Harden be able to get Drew Holiday in foul trouble? Will Drew Holiday be able to frustrate James Harden and get him out of his game? And then on the other side, uh, Chris Middleton on Kyrie Irving. Chris Middleton's a really good defender. Kyrie is a generational offensive player, but Chris Middleton is bigger than him. He can kind of maybe throw him off his game. Um, and then I think Milwaukee has the better supporting cast versus the net supporting cast. Though they have Joe Harris, who's who has a chopper, but what is what is Blake Griffin really doing for the Nets? What is DeAndre Jordan going to be able to do for the Nets? Is he even going to play this series? He didn't play last at all last series. Um, will Jeff Green be back? Uh, Bruce Brown, he's been playing really well. So it'll, it'll kind of be like role player versus role player. But, yeah, I'm not sure where this will go. You say, you say Milwaukee, you feel in Milwaukee. I will take the Milwaukee Bucks in seven. And here's why. So, I'll lay this out. The Bucks have been this one seed. They've been this one seed, and everyone's coming to get them. They haven't had a rival. They haven't had this team that they can, oh, we got to figure out how to beat them. We got to do this. No, no, no. They were that team. Now they're not that team. The targets is on the Brooklyn Nets back. Everyone wants to beat them. They have a rivalry. And guess who they could not stop? They had no answer. And I'm not talking they didn't have an answer. The multiple choice quiz, it had so many answers. They tried A. It wasn't it. They tried B. It wasn't it. C, D, all the above. It wasn't it. None of the above wasn't either. I don't know where the answer is. They had to write in an essay question that they did not prepare for. They are not ready to guard Giannis. Point number two. Drew freaking Holiday is a dog. He's a dog. Will he stop James Harden? No. Will he slow him down? Yes. Will he annoy the hell out of him? Yes. Will he annoy the hell out of Kyrie Irving? Yes. Can any of those guys on that team guard him? No. <laughs> the bigs. You just talked about it. Blake Griffin stinks. He's like he's not good anymore. Like I don't know what this thing was. Yes, he didn't dunk for a little bit. He had a dunk. He made a nice little behind the back pass. To, start the fast break he's not good he's like knock off knock off knock off Aaron Gordon now who's not even good dude stinks <laughs> yes they have the best role player on their team because Joe Harris is a fucking sniper I'm talking just American sniper doo -doo. like he got him he got it but 
You can't guard Giannis. Chris Middleton is apparently confident because he's a third guy now, and he doesn't have all the pressure, but he's going he's gonna to be playing against the easiest defense he's ever seen in his life. They can't figure out Giannis. Drew Holiday's a dog, and Drew Holiday can score. He can slow other guys down. Kyrie can't guard anybody. KD, he, he was a good defender on Golden State in the end. Is he fully, like, athletically healthy as he is? He's obviously playing like he's fully healthy, but is he defensively as good as he was? I don't know. Obviously, Harden is not a terrible defender like we thought he was a couple years ago. He can guard the post, but unless he's going to guard Giannis, who's he going to guard? Like, I don't know. Splash Mountain, Brooke Lopez, I kind of play his ass off a little bit. Brent Forbes, hit the open jumper. Pat Connaughton, hit the open jumper. Like, they got guys. I think they're ready for this team. They've played them like three times. Like, I think I think they are truly built to beat this team. I don't think anyone else is. Now, is this a lock? No, because the best player on the court will probably be Kevin Durant. And then you'll look at it and be like, all right, I, I like Giannis over Harden, but then Harden's probably the next, the third player. And then it's like, okay, well, Kyrie's probably the fourth player. Then you got Chris Mill the fifth. It's tough. It's tough. But just having the best players doesn't always mean you win because if Giannis can ball out, and I mean ball out, like he's he's dropping 40 off 20 shots. He's dropping 50 off 22 shots. He's he Giannis might have a 60-point game. He might. Like I he might have a 60-point game this series. And if he has a couple of those games, those other guys are going to get wide open shots. This was the heat recipe. Jimmy Butler, when he started balling out, other guys got open shots. They just knocked them all down. That's how they got to the finals. They can do that. They can knock down the shots. I I will take I will take the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I said they're going to the finals. I'm sticking with it. And I honestly feel more confident. After watching the Heat series, I talked about the Trailblazers being a nice warm-up. The Heat's a great warm-up. And that first game, it, that's not even a bad thing. Like, being good warm-up doesn't mean you suck. Because, like, I think I think the Knicks are not a good warm-up for the Hawks. Like, that that doesn't do anything for you because the Knicks just stunk. The Heat, was, the Heat was good. They competed. They kind of fell apart. But I think it was because of what Milwaukee did. Like, I think Milwaukee said – Maybe y'all can slow down Giannis a little bit, but these other two guys and everyone else is going to kill you. And it's going to be – the, the reason why Giannis is stopping is because y'all are just putting so much on him and other guys did shit. So, like, the Nets are going to have to figure out if they can slow down Giannis. I just don't even think it's possible for their team. And if it happens, that means the other two guys are going to eat. The issue – some of the issues – that will come up with the Bucs, mainly Giannis specifically. One for 16 from three against the Heat last series and 21 of 33 from the free throw line. So he shot 0.06% from three and 63% from the free throw line. If the Nets back off of Giannis and he's taking – and missing threes, they're in trouble. If they implement Hackashack on Giannis, they might be in trouble. Giannis will have to be able to hit his free throws. If that is the case, do you see a road for the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Nets? If they just lay off of them, 
And if he comes in, just hack him. Okay. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why he did this, but I'm going to read you his three points against the Nets. Okay. So he played them. He played them three times in 2021. Two of six, four of eight, and four of 12. Those are his threes. Those are probably his three best three-point shooting games. I don't think it's a coincidence. I really don't. I think he sees the Nets as a team that can't guard him, and he's confident, and he can hit threes. What Do I think he shoots, hits four threes a game? Probably not. I think he had a game where he hits two. I think he has games where he hits three. I think he has games where he hits four or five. And once you do that, he starts hitting them. You gotta let him keep shooting it. And I think you'll hit. I think you'll hit enough. If they start fouling him on the free throw line, that that's tough because I think they do have a lot of guys they could use to foul people. Like as a Blake Griffin, yes. he'd be he'd be a great guy to foul Giannis. Like I think he could do that to give him a nice slap on the arm. But like that could be a problem, obviously. But I don't know how sustainable that is. It kind of it kind of messes up your offense when you do that. It like slows everything down. It, it's just, it's a weird strategy. Like we obviously we haven't seen it a ton since like Shaq. Shaq was the first guy they said, Hey, let's, let's do this. Let's just foul him every time. And I, I watched those games. I rewatched those games. And after a while, Shaq just started hitting his free throws. And it was just like, he got like 10 in a row. He's like, I'm just going to start hitting free throws. And I think, I think, I don't think Giannis is just this, just, incapable free throw shooter I think he gets nervous up there I think sometimes things get to him but I don't know I I, I just have a good feeling about him this series I, I I don't think he's gonna I don't think you're gonna look at the series and be like huh did Giannis do enough I don't I don't think that's gonna be the case at all I think Giannis is gonna do everything he can I think he's gonna ball out this series um Mike Budenholzer he sucks. in the playoffs he's awful he's awful yeah. If they do implement that strategy and it is working, Giannis maybe miss a couple of free throws, he gets in his own head, and now he's just bricking all day. Will Budenholzer be able to make the adjustment, figure out some whatever adjustment that needs to be figured out? Would he be able to make the adjustment to overcome such a quandary? So here, here's the thing. If there's one series where I can say, is Budenholzer, could he possibly be the better coach in the series? It's this one. It's a rookie head coach. It's Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni as the assistant. There's a reason why neither of those guys have rings. There's a reason why their offenses are always score really high and they can't defend. So do I think Steve Nash is going to come up with a defensive plan that Mike Budenholzer can't figure out? No. I think any other coach in the league could come up with a defensive plan that Mike Budenholzer couldn't figure out 100%, but not Steve Nash and not Mike D'Antoni. So that is that is that is a big reason why I take the Nets. I, mean, I, 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 I don't take the Nets. I take mm-hmm. the Bucks. I got them mixed up. My, my head's like, you shouldn't take the Bucks. You shouldn't, but I, I got to go with it. <laughs> but, like, Mike Budenholzer sucks. But is, is Steve Nash a good coach? I genuinely do not know. I don't know. So I'm not going to say that they have the coaching advantage. So I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say Budenholzer has been doing this for a while. And maybe he's learned a couple things, like at least two things. 
where Steve Nash only has one thing. So he'll, he'll figure it out. All right, let's do some uh, player comparisons. Okay, Brooke Lopez, Blake Griffin, who are you taking? I will take the Splash Mountain, Brooke Lopez. Not mad that I would take him too. All right, uh, Brian Forbes versus Landry Shaman. I'm going I'm to need you to say his name right. His name is Bryn Forbes, sir. Bryn. Bryn. Excuse me, Bryn. I'll take Bryn Forbes. Over Shamit? Yeah. Shamit's nice, bro. In this he series? can create plays. He can knock down threes. We're talking in this series? Yeah. Yeah, Bryn Forbes. Forbes. Who you got? Why you got is that just because the Nets can't play defense? The Nets can't play yeah, defense? Dude. I, Bryn, Bryn I Forbes can splash threes. I, I think Shamit's all right. I think Shamit can't – I think I've seen Shamit be better than Bryn Forbes, but I've also seen Shamit just go away. I think Bryn Forbes is always a solid piece out there. I think he balls out the series. I really do. Right on. Do you think – so you said Joe Harris will probably be the best role player out there on the floor. 100%. 100%. Yeah, no, I think I would agree. Um, Joe Harris over uh, Brooke Lopez? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think Brent Forbes. I'd take Brent Forbes over Brooklyn. To be fair. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's, I think your, your, uh, Joe Harris is, is the. He, he's not even a role player. He's the, he's the Nets' fourth player. Like he's the fourth guy. Yeah. It's, it's he's the fourth guy, and the rest of the guys are role players. Like I know he plays a role, but he's just so good at the role that he's not a role player anymore. <laughs> All right. Best performance this of the semifinals. Who do you think has the best performance? You can give me you can give uh, me your top three, and then you gotta choose one of those three. Okay. Um I'm just, I, like like best game or best series? Best performance over the over the series. Over the series, okay. Um yeah. I think it will be Giannis. I think it will be Jokic and between Luca. I'll I'll go Luca. I'll go Luca. Over KD. I'll go. I'll, I I just I'm just guessing. I'm guessing on performance. I'm gonna guess on it. KD will win fourth. I just I, I feel like I I don't I don't get a lot of love for, Kate, for Luca. I'll show a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. Okay. And who would be your number one of those three? Uh, that would be the guy I just said is going to be KD, Giannis. I'm with it. I think that, um, I think because of how Brooklyn is set up with how, like, you can't double anybody, I'll go with KD. Giannis will be number two because they can't guard him at all. He's going to have goofy numbers. I think that he'll average, like, 30, 15, and I don't know, six, maybe three. Actually, they're they're putting the ball more in uh, Drew Holiday and uh, Chris Middleton's hand. So maybe those assist numbers go down. But I think that's a good thing because then Giannis can average like 33 points. So, yeah, I'm feeling a 33-15 and four series from Giannis shooting like 55% from the field. Um, Kevin Durant, he will be my – I said KD at number one because I think he'll average like 35 on like 60% from the field. I don't think that they can stop him. I, I, there's nobody that can slow down Kevin Durant. 
And then my third guy, I will have to go with Jokic. He's the biggest. Um, his assist numbers are down so far in the playoffs. Um, but I think that's a good thing for this Nuggets team. We'll see how that happens, how that works out in this next series. But Aiden, he's okay. Uh, he can't guard Jokic. And Jokic will have to put up buckets to beat this Phoenix team. So those yeah. would be my top three guys. My honorable mention, uh, Donovan Mitchell, he's going to have to score a lot of points to beat the Mavs and score points he will. Yeah, I, I just I think I think the Jazz will be a little more spread out. I like what you said about the Jokic thing. So Jokic, like with Jamal Murray, they played a lot of two-man games. And he got a lot of assists through that. And it was really good for the team. Without Jamal Murray, I like how they haven't said, hey, MPJ, go play Jamal Murray's role, and we're going to run the same offense. They kind of adjusted. They adjusted. Mike Malone proved he's a good coach and said, hey, we're going to do something different. We're going to play through Jokic, but not just through Jokic. We'll let him post up, let him shoot shots, let him do what he needs to do, let him be more of a scorer, let him be less of the point guard, let Monty Morris be a little more of the point guard. And I'm going to say it again. It's against Portland, but long-term, that has a better chance of working than just going through Jokic every play. Indeed, indeed. Oh, um, any other thoughts on this semifinal round, buddy? We got I just, our I'm predictions hyped. locked. I, as a, I was pissed last night, and I'm still pissed right now. But I, we talked about these series, and I'm a Lakers fan, and it's tough. It's tough. I was thinking about not watching. You know what? <laughs> I really was. I was like, dude, fuck this. I don't want to watch this shit. But I'm hyped. I'm hyped for the Brooklyn series. I'm hyped for the Nuggets series. I'm hyped for the Jazz series. So three out of four, it's pretty good. 75%. I'm happy with that. Hey, and the last one going to be pretty good too. So, uh, yes. So thank you for listening to the Gas Gas. Check us out on social media, Gas Gas. And uh, we will see what happens. I'm sure we'll give you some updates in the middle of the series. But Absolutely. here we go. Peace. Yeah. Thank you all. See you all.